Last time on Dice Funk. First, I need to get rid of the idiot downstairs. Quits turns to you, Jane, and says, uh, You're probably going to be working with Blister tonight. You are absolutely dead certain that she has sold you into slavery. Grab Blister and lift her over your head. Renato knocks over a table and runs the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> the front door slams shut. I throw dirt in her eyes. Where you're at the top of the stairs, yeah. I throw her down. I whip um, around the chandelier and then try to swing down and attack her. Out come the morning stars. Jane suddenly transforms into a cat. In one fluid motion, you manage to make uh, Jane go from cat to human to paste. I give up! I'm done! I'm done killing her! And you try to get up and run towards Puppy, but the moment you get to your feet, Puppy turns around and disappears into the forest. And says, I have, I have to go. I have to go. I have to help my friends. I can't stay here anymore. I'm sorry. You, you feel like you do, you do a pretty good job of making yourself look a little unrecognizable. You rearrange some of your clothing, mess your hair a little bit. Uh, following Marshmallow, she takes off into the, into the night. Alright, do you guys uh, want to get Anne stuff done, or do you want to get Ronaldo's stuff done? Because we left them both in pretty interesting places. Anne hasn't done shit for like three episodes. Let's do some Anne stuff. Yeah, I mean, in a work of fiction with multiple like storylines, people come in and out of focus. I don't feel like I've been um, like unfairly treated. I... No, no, no. I just, I, just mean, I just mean because you've been asleep. <laughs> so... That's good. I got a rest. I had to talk about theology with a priest. Uh, I found that you can't remove the curse from the dagger. Um, stuff happened. Anyway, Johnny, is it okay if we start there? I'm, I suppose so, yeah. So we'll start We'll start with you. Yeah, so Anne is like marching down the street. Did you have any narration for what's going on? I rolled pretty high on that uh, <laughs> that uh, disguise check. So Yeah, yeah, you did. Um... Are we introducing ourselves anymore, either, too? I, like, I don't think we've introduced ourselves in the past. Hi, I'm Leon. I'm playing Ronaldo. He's a human fighter who sometimes does good things, but usually doesn't. <laughs> now, it was important at the beginning to get people, like, invested in us and, like, to differentiate the voices and stuff. But at this point, if you don't have it figured out, like, you can't even follow the story. Yeah, so. you, can't, you can't come in on episode 20 at all. So, yeah, I, we guess, I guess we left everybody in some interesting situations. Austin. Yeah, your disguise rolled pretty high, um, so you kind of hightail it out of the church, uh, you know, as fast as you can. Um, a, a number of people in the church kind of give you, uh, not like, you know, suspicious looks, but they kind of eye you a little queerly. But you make it outside okay, um, and once you hit the street, it's pretty obvious that uh, there's there's some kind of, like, social lockdown going on. Um, there were a lot fewer civilians uh, um, wandering around. It's also pretty late at night, but from the time that you've spent in Stone Root, you kind of get the impression that it never ceases. The wheel always kind of keeps grinding. Um, but it's it's certainly much more sedate than uh, even it was the first day that you arrived. Um, you can see uh, small patches of, of guards kind of moving their way around the streets, but None of them seem to be paying any particular attention to you. 
You even over, overhear a little bit of talk um, about people being more concerned looking for the thing that was riding the giant ferret. <laughs> so you're, you're pretty plainly uh, um, sure that, that the key that they're looking for is ferret, and they're not necessarily looking for uh, um, just a halfling wandering around. Especially not a halfling with bitchin' purple eyes, which I changed them. <laughs> that's, that's right. I don't know if I specified the color last time, but yeah. Yeah, you did specify the color. You also ratcheted your hair cut up into like, <laughs> I don't know, some old school vanilla ice number or... It'd be very popular in like the uh, Pacific Northwest. Is right. What I'm okay. All right. So we got some kind of undercut vibe going on with a little bit of asymmetry. Mm-hmm. Definitely. People are like, what a hip halfling. She looks like she knows where the Starbucks is. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's going to make her way to the quarry, because that's where she was told Marshmallow was heading. Um, you said that there, no one's really paying attention to her, so I don't really need to make any rolls. But um, I think about like halfway there, maybe, like a while into the journey, I think Anne's going to realize that she is missing something important. Okay. You may have remembered that before Anne went to sleep, she was playing with and talking about and showing people the strange dagger. Mm-hmm. And then when she woke, she shot up out of her sleep, grabbed her ba- bag, and ran out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not put that dagger away. It is on the floor in the church. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oopsie doodle. Um, so like, can I just ask this out of character? Austin, did you do that by accident, or did, you, did, you, did just Anne do that by accident? Um, actually, during the week, I, th- I thought to myself, like what made sense for that because i had her like turning it over in her hand and stuff and i never had her put it away and i had it like just my mental image of it on the ground next to her oh. while she was sleeping and i just realized that i hadn't specified that i put it away mm. so i guess accident is the closest okay. to the correct i didn't do it on purpose but it seems like it's a fair outcome yeah all right um so yeah Anne's heading towards the quarry when she realizes that but she does not turn back she is too worried about her friends oh i don't know how you want to handle these timelines no, we can we can deal with you for a little bit longer still, um, mm-hmm. uh, for at least a little bit longer, and then uh, there's going to come a point in time where we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to switch over to Ronaldo. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll deal with you uh, for the time being. So um, halfway to the quarry, you realize that you've forgotten the dagger, but you're like, no, gotta press on. My friends need me, but you you know specifically that you've left it behind. Yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so you managed to travel through the streets of Stone Root without uh, uh, any harassment or anyone giving you any sort of unusual trouble. Occasionally, um, uh, some people uh, um, passing you by say, oh, you know, like, you got to be careful. The guards are out and things like that. And, you know, uh, people seem to think that because you're out at the hour that you're out at, that you're looking for trouble. Um, but it might be the haircut, you know. Maybe they think there's some sort of weird irony that you're like, gonna, gonna go have the cops harass me and then talk about how terrible they are. <laughs> I don't like ironic police brutality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you get closer and closer to the quarry, um, and uh, as you've noticed that, that when you do, um, the noise level in the city shoots up dramatically. So um, the closer you get, uh, the louder things get, and 
you're almost there when you realize that the, the, the increase in noise is not simply just work and bustle from the quarry that it usually is. There's actually a lot of uh, voices, both alarmed voices and kind of like murmuring voices. And uh, as you come round a corner that leads to the quarry entrance, you notice an unusually vibrant crowd um, lurking around something. Uh, there's lots of hushed talk, uh, strained expressions, and people telling each other uh, um, just like little bits and pieces that you get, saying things like, oh, he was a good man, you know, honor, integrity, not an ounce of evil, no, he's not an excellent example to us all, he, he'll be sorely missed, and, you know, everybody's just kind of like whispering to each other. You can't see what the crowd is centered around at this point in time, but... I guess perception check to eavesdrop. All right. To try to figure out who they are talking to, or about, rather. Okay. Um, Eleven. Um, you, you can't tell, like, you're not getting any names that are passed through, you know, but um, it seems apparent that whoever it is that they're talking about, uh, people people know who this person is. Like, this is a person well-known about town. Uh, not just, you know, a local figure, but someone that, that everybody would have heard about. Uh, can Anne walk up to whichever person is not, like, actively talking and just ask, like, you know, business casual, biz cash. Mm-hmm. What happened? Um, so you, you wander up and everybody's a little transfixed, but it's still quiet enough that you get heard pretty well. And, uh... An old grizzled man turns around and and whispers to you, Captain of the City Guard's been killed. Oh, shit. Nobody's quite sure what happened, but somebody's seen a fella punch him sometime earlier, right in the face, and he ran (laughs) off that way. Wait, was Frederick captain of the whole City Guard, or was he just the the Lord's personal? He was was captain of the Guard. Yeah, I thought he was the big cheese. No! Hang on, hang on. So it says, you know, seen a fella punch him sometime earlier, right in the face, and ran off that way. Nobody thought much of it, seeing as how it didn't look so much a punch as one quarter of an embrace. <laughs> Still, the vagabond run off that way. And, uh, and he points in the direction of the area of town, incidentally, that Ronaldo has run off to. Did he have an embolism? <laughs> And Fidrick sits himself down here. And next time some of his guard come to check on him, he's slashed open ear to ear. Not moved an inch, but dead as dirt. Oh man, if I only had taken those levels in Cleric instead of Ranger, I could just pop him right back up. (laughs) Sorry about that, Fidrick. I really wanted a ferret. So they pointed me in a direction. I think Anne's going to take off in that general direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do we want to switch scenes now? Because I don't know the travel time between Marshmallow returning and going and whatever's going on at the club. We can we can switch scenes now. All right. Does the club have a name? Do we know? Does there a sign outside? It, it, was, it was never uh, explicitly said. But if you want to like retroactively tell me Ronaldo saw a name, I'd be okay with that. Oh yeah. Um okay, yeah, sure. Um the the club is called the Twist. Nice. Thanks. Oh, he did say that actually. <laughs> did he? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot. 
All right, I'm writing. I'm writing that into my uh, Ronaldo stuff. Uh, you stole a sign. What the fuck? <laughs> no, no. I'm saying I'm writing. I write. Uh, no, no. Not into my character sheet where I have my equipment. I mean, I have a WordPad file open that tells that I write down names of places and people so I don't forget. Gotcha. All right, so I'm there. Oh yes. Are okay. you ever there? Okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to narrate, or should Ronaldo just start? Um, we're gonna we're gonna begin a little bit because uh, the last thing that you did was stick your hands up and say, "I surrender. I I, I give up. I just yep. I needed to do that." <laughs> also, his name is Jasmine with three Z's. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Which is hella canon, by the way. So after after doing that, um, uh, Im- immediately behind you, Leon, uh, you hear Blister whisper, Oh, shit. Staring down at the mess of what used to be Jane. Okay. Colin, she calls to the burly fellow at the door, ring the bell. Taking positions up against you, the presence of lethal pointy things is suddenly made clear to you through tactile information in what you'd consider to be dangerously vulnerable places. That was the nerdiest way anyone could ever say, you're now at knife point. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cullen nods and reaches to the side of the front door and swings the clapper in a a bell in a vigorous manner. Uh, You find yourself... Very swiftly relieved of your morning stars, oh. um, and suddenly the people are, like around the onlookers uh, shifts with the pure patrons and people who look like they work the house, gradually kind of separating from each other, um, and the people who work the house you can see start to sift the patrons to the exit. As the bell sounds off, Quits appears at the balustrade and looks curiously at the mess below. He echoes Blister and surveys the scene soberly as one of the crowd, who seems to be familiar to him, approaches and recounts the events to him piece by piece. Uh, Once done his description, uh, he gives Blister a look, urging her to search you thoroughly and then bring you upstairs. Oil? Graves, he commands, accompany her. The rest of you, clean this mess up. So, Leon. Yeah. Your morning stars and hand axes are taken. Okay. Uh, and and your mustache is badly fussed with. Okay. Um, I'm going to remove them from my equipment list so I remember that I don't have them. Uh, Ronaldo wants to say something, because I guess speaking is always a free action. You bet it is. All right. He says this. Um... Okay, let's get real here. Why are you even mad at me? I I killed someone you met like five minutes ago who has never given you anything. She doesn't owe you money. She doesn't give you favors. You don't even know her last name. You knew her for about the length of a cup of coffee. She tried to sell me into sex slavery. I said no, emphatically, and with death. You know, no actual money has changed hands. Like, zero. You have exactly as much as you did before we walked in the door. Now, I did knock over a table. You know, many apologies and my bads for that. I will pay for the table. Here. And then Ronaldo takes the money off of Jane's corpse and throws the little bag to Blister. Oh, you, you don't get you don't get anywhere near the corpse before Fine. those those uh, weapons start to dig into you a little bit more. They are they are marching you up the stairs. All right, then he says, "Fine. In fact, I I I rescind my looting rights. By rights, all her loot should be mine, but you can have it. 
Gotta be worth something. That should make everything square. Also, bear in mind that I have never laid a finger on your men. Never touched or harmed anyone who works here or the patrons. I only killed a complete stranger to you who was basically a butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can I just point out that whoever's cleaning up uh, Jane's corpse is going to find a severed, rotting arm in her backpack? That's true. Yep. Okay, I just want, I just don't want us to forget that because someone has to question that at some Along point. Along with 19 gold pieces. So, yeah. hooray. And a transformation brooch and a fucking ID badge that says you work for the fucking fuzz, you narc. <laughs> oh shit, yeah, they're going to find out you work for um the lord. There's a lot going on in that corpse. Yeah. What I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Shall I continue? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's waiting for y'all to shut the hell up. This is good for Ronaldo's street cred. He's he, for all they know, he's like a cop killer now. You get a teardrop tattoo. I'm I'm done now. Go ahead. Okay. Um you're led upstairs to a room that obviously looks like it's designed for better times, uh and it's quickly cleared out of its inhabitants, and you find yourself being chained tightly to a rather sturdy chair. Oh. It's a reasonably lavish room compared to the decor you were exposed to downstairs, and you'd actually be rather impressed with the quality of the furnishings if your attention wasn't entirely dominated by the painful-looking instruments being carried into the room by Quits, um, who I don't believe you were specifically um, uh, introduced to when you entered into the, the bar in the first place, but it is obviously clear at this point in time that he's in charge. He sits a decent amount of, out of reach from you, and regards you with just a dash of disdain. Ronaldo? Is that right? One of my associates heard you rather loudly exclaim downstairs that you wanted everybody to do the Ronaldo? I did. Is that is that you then, Ronaldo? I'm Ronaldo, and it's a dance sensation that sweeps the nation. <laughs> Have you had any dealings lately, Ronaldo, with a young blonde girl who maybe introduced herself as Emma to you? Gosh, you know, I meet I meet so many people. Um <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Casino Royale? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of the same thing, dude. Um, Ronaldo says, uh What's your association uh, with Emma? Who I may or may not know. I am asking the questions here, he says. And then does you one damage. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, how does he do you one damage? Just psychically? No, 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 no. I, I said, I said, I did say that uh, his attention wasn't, was entirely dominated by the painful-looking instruments being carried into the room by the young man. Oh, I was just hoping for some specificity. Okay, well, we can we can talk specificity here. Um, uh, he starts with a, probably a very long, sharp, pokey thing is how I would describe it. <laughs> um, if you were if you're more cultured, you might you might think that it was something possibly like an ice pick or something like that. Um, and it digs into a very non-vital part of his body, but gets left there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ronaldo says this. Um. I may have heard of someone named Emma, but I'm new to town, so I'm not, you know, I'm not in, like, anyone's club, is what I'm trying to say. You know, I'm in no one's clique. 
he um he pulls the next pointy thing out of this little satchel thing that he's kind of got laying at a table on his side and says, new to town, huh? Yeah. So, you didn't say just come back into town from visiting a little place, maybe a day's travel away called Rotswald? Look at my complexion. I'm obviously from Akamoros. I'm not from around here. He does you two damage. Ow! (laughs) Okay, I'm keeping track here. Is there a hole in the chair? Like, (laughs) stop giving him ideas. Um, No, no, it's just a regular chair. It's just a regular chair. Okay. Um, Can I, uh, can I, how do I put this? What am I being held to the chair with? Uh, Chains. You're, you're chained to the chair. Okay. There are four people in the room with you. Oh, god damn. Uh, um, Oil and Graves are standing by the door, Blister is nearby, and uh, Quits is sitting in front of you. Okay. Um, Ronaldo says, what would you like to know? Ronaldo. Yo. Don't you know it's dangerous for characters of ill repute like you to stick around town these days? I mean, rumor has it you've been complicit in the dastardly act of kidnapping Lord Erlen's son. Upstanding citizens like us here might have something to do about that. The one that you turned into floor paint. That must have been Jane, right? Where's the little one? It was Jane. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, little one? There's three of you. There's only one, Ronaldo. Oh, no. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. And Ronaldo is telling the truth here. <laughs> you take two damage. <laughs> Insight check me, bro. Yeah. Seriously. Ronaldo looks him dead in the eyes and says, I don't know. And I want to make sure he knows I'm telling the truth. How do I, what do I roll to, to express the fact that I'm telling the truth? Persuasion. Okay. Uh, then I'm, I'm rolling persuasion here. All right. Plus three. Yeah. It's solid. It's a 14. Okay. Hold on a second. I got to find, I got to find Quits' stats here. So, um, you, you tell him again, rather, as, as bluntly as you can. Dredging up the very last amount of honesty still left in your body. There's a shallow well. <laughs> and, and try and, and, try and, uh, and convince himself that you really, really don't know. Um, so he leans back a second, and he puts the other pointy thing away. And then uh, he picks up um, a, a blunt, heavy, iron-looking object that looks very scorched at one end. Uh-huh. Marches over to the to the side of the room to where there's a little fireplace, and starts stoking the logs with this blunt scorched thing. So, what were you planning? Because it doesn't seem to have gone very well. One of you is about to be fed into a hole in the ground in several pieces. The other one is six inches away from what I can only imagine is a very threatening, burning hot surgical instrument. And the third one is in the wind somewhere. What on earth were you planning on doing? All right, Ronaldo's trying. All right, how do I put this? I'm going to try to say it like, like this. Ronaldo's trying to figure out their allegiance, uh, like who they're working for, who 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 they consider like friends, and who they consider enemies. 
Um, mm-hmm. can I say something and then roll for insight? Yep. You can ask, yeah, ask a question and then he'll answer you and you insight to see if he's being straight with you. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ronaldo says, how do, I'm trying to figure out how to say this right. Um, Ronaldo says, well, you know, since I'm new around here, I don't know all the ins and outs and who works for who. So where do your allegiance, where does your allegiance lie? Uh, he says to you, my allegiance lies with the people of Stoneroot. But you can tell that he's being facetious about it. Okay. Um, you yeah. rolled a 13 fear insight, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's, it's okay. Um, okay, so Ronaldo says, what, uh, look, I'm, I've been honest with you, so what would you like to know? I'm, I'm not, I don't want to die in a chair. Uh, <laughs> okay, otherwise the gypsy would be right. <laughs> Nobody can kill Ronaldo. Look, it's tattooed on my butt. <laughs> I'll have you know it is actually tattooed on Ronaldo's chest, as per Becky's fan art. So, uh, what is what does Quits do? Um, he he pulls the uh, now glowing uh, um, rod of metal out of the fire, and and wanders over to you, kind of rests it on the ground on the floor, so that uh, you hear the wood kind of sizzle and a little smoke wisp, kind of like curls up right in front of you between the two of you and he says I want to know what your plan was the two of you showed up here she tried to sell us to you you (laughs) (laughs) you want to try that one again champ (laughs) she tried to sell uh, sell you to us (laughs) and you Lost your shit. Okay, alright, alright, alright. Well, well I'll, I'll just say this. When me and Jane came into this establishment, we that was not the plan. She turned on me either for money or because she's working for someone that I don't know. I don't, all I know is that uh, she basically betrayed me, and no one does that to Ronaldo, so... I, you know, destroyed her face. That seems like a perfectly reasonable reaction to someone trying to sell you. I mean, wouldn't you? I feel like you should answer the question at the end of that, because you still haven't. Oh, the plan? The plan was uh, to come in here, and uh, she said that she was looking for someone named Tamsin. And I was like, I don't know who that is, but you're my friend, Jane. So I'll just follow you. And then she destroyed, you know, that plan. I, I I don't know what's going on. If I knew, look, if I knew what was going on, I wouldn't have just been sold into slavery, right? <laughs> I feel like that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> he He regards you a little quizzically and then says, so you weren't, say trying to get an inside ear on what goes on inside this club, maybe pass you off as one of the staff members on the down low, try and, hmm, I don't know, figure out if anything special was going on. Oh, oh, no, oh, God, oh, boy, is my face red. I thought this was way more sinister than uh, than, uh, it seemed. No, I don't care that you guys have a brothel where everyone... I I enjoy that. Uh, Nobody cares that we have a brothel, he says. I was all about it. 
<laughs> Big fan, <Yeah>. actually. <laughs> Do you see me dance? I think you missed the point of what he said, but that's okay, because I feel like it works to Ronaldo's no, I, favor. I, 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 I get the feeling of what he's saying, but Ronaldo does not. Um, he, he, rather, he rather bluntly says to you, you can't possibly be this big a dimwit. Roll deception to be that big a dimwit. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, Jane's a spot being cleaned up on the floor. You're on your own. I R- Ronaldo is going to try to lie his way through this. Oh god, this is gonna go terribly. I'm oh, sorry, I, pre- I pressed the wrong button. Hold on. How did you get negative two? <laughs> he did. He did press the wrong button because he rolled a. He rolled a. Yeah, a- I got twenty one. I deceived the crap out of him. Okay, yeah, that was a real good roll. I just want to draw attention to the fact that you rolled a negative two. <laughs> if, you see, if you see, it says 1d2 minus plus three. Yeah, that's just freaking weird, whatever. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly how we, how we managed to do that, but... 21 for deception, that's nuclear. Right. I lied really well. Okay, so, uh, let's, let's see here. You've successfully convinced him you're a drooling moron. Yeah, you have. <laughs> you have successfully convinced him that he's a, that you're a drooling moron. He he kind of regards you uh, with a a little bit of like you see his guard drop for a second, and he Ooh. goes from being a stone cold intent look at you to his jaw kind of going slack, and he looks down at the ground, and his hand comes up to his forehead and holds it like this kind of, oh my god, what the hell have I walked into expression. Um, he, he stands up and paces the room back and forth for just a, a, a couple of rotations, walks back over to the fire, puts the poker back in the fire, um, and walks to the door. He turns around and, and motions for Blister uh, and says to Oil and Graves, stay here and watch him. Quits exits the door. Um, the door closes uh, and uh, confers with Blister uh, in front of uh, um, many of the bar staff, the upstairs bar staff. Uh, among one of them, um, a particularly tall, languid, we'll say, a looking half-elf. This half-elf overhears, quits talking to Blister. I'm not comfortable offing him here without the boss's say-so. The plan was that we'd have a couple of patsies to pin this whole affair on and get away clean. Much, much cleaner than the floor downstairs. It would give us a little bit of room if we gave him to one of our friends at the city guard after the fact. But if we kill him dead, we'll lose him for good. Keep him separate from the other one. Do your best to keep him upstairs completely, I figure. I don't think the boss is going to be that long. Maybe get the girls to get any things that they need out of the room. Make sure that Oil and Graves watch the door. I have too much shit to do to deal with tonight. He wanders to the top of the stairs and disgustedly calls downstairs, inquiring about the condition of the mess on the floor. The voices that pile up from the common room are tinged by the tone of people who are totally fed up with something unexpected, but one of them says, There's some interesting stuff down here, boss. You better take a look at this. Blister turns to the half-elf in the group. Everybody, meet Alana. And Blister gestures to the door and indicates that they're going to need the bedroom for the night. She gruffly instructs that you are going to have to 
bed in another one of the rooms, which probably shouldn't be too much of a problem, considering that most of the business tonight appears to have left while uh, renovations are underway. So if you need anything, she says, you better get it now, because big things are happening over the next couple of nights, and the options look like getting out of the way of it or getting stepped on by it. Okay, I have a few things in there, I would think. So... Yeah, this is this is this is the room where you live. Okay. So yeah, so all my shit's in there. I got to go get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go get my shit. <laughs> all right. Do you want to be a little bit more clear about what's going on? This is probably gibberish to listeners. Okay. Then uh as everybody I'm sure is aware, uh last week we had our first player death at the hands of another very eager and well-performing player, I might add, flamboyantly so. Um and after that happened, we were kind of left with a question. Um you know, we we didn't want to send Jess away from the show because that just a mixes up the rhythm and you know we want to make sure that everybody's here to have the banter as uh, it has existed so far in dice funk um but we wound up asking the question you know like what do we want to do um because dungeons and dragons death is never really permanent uh you know did we want to bring jane back did uh just want to roll for a new character did uh, um i don't know you know, like, there were a couple options that, that are sort of escaping my mind right now that we threw out there, but Jess has decided to uh, start with a new character. Um, now, uh, we we decided that there kind of, I guess, needed to be some sort of penalty for player death. So Jess is going to be starting over at level one again, without divulging too much about the character. Um, I think it's fair to say that we can we can admit what the class is, at least. Yeah. I'm curious. So Jess is going to be playing a rogue class, um, the character named Alana, um, a half-elf woman. I, th- I think that's probably all I'm really comfortable divulging, because I'd, I'd like for the rest, I think, to come out in character interactions. Well, I mean, the character sheet will be available as it would be to all the players during a game. Yeah, true. There's not much secret there besides, you know... Um, the only thing that's really secret is the same thing that we all have that's secret is backstory. Yeah. Parts of our backstory are, are, and I did come up with a new backstory for this person. So, oh, you know, that's really the only thing that the audience won't know until it's divulged in character. Mm-hmm. So to be clear, Quits came down from torturing Ronaldo, said some shit that this half-elf overheard, and now we're following her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo's just in the chair, so I can't do anything at the moment. Yeah. So. I'm gonna go get my shit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, so you wander over to the door. Door opens up. Um, oil and graves are sitting in there. There's a, a guy whom you saw dancing on the floor rather talentedly. Like, there's a little bit of professional respect there that you have for this guy. Mm-hmm. But he obviously looks like he's in a slightly rougher shape. He's got a couple of pointy things sticking out of the side of him. But seeing as how that you live at the twist for, um, you know, most of, uh, uh, well... You live at the twist, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not unfamiliar with some of the extracurricular activities that happen in some of the back rooms, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. So, um, um, Graves turns to you and says, uh, do you need a minute? N- no, I- I'm just grabbing my stuff and going to sleep in one of the other rooms tonight because of this. Okay, 
So um, you proceed to um, your area of the room. It's, I mean, it's a lavish room, but uh, there's a couple. You share the room with like maybe two other people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your friends who are named Folly and Hope. Okay. Um, and uh, um, you have the bed nearest to the window, so uh, you head over to the bed where you know all your stuff is. There's there's a dressing screen. It's it's really nice, you know. Who all is in this room with me? Just so, just so I know what's up. Um, so, uh, uh, Leon, um, Ronaldo sees the door open, uh, and a half-elf woman uh, steps into the room. Graves says to her, um, you know, do you need a minute? She's like, no, 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 I'm just getting my things. And then um, uh, wanders past you uh, to the sort of living area nearest to the window. But Oil and Graves are in the room? Oil and Graves are still in the room, yeah. Yeah, damn. Um, shit. And Blister, right? It's Oil Graves and Blister. No, Blister. Room? Blister went outside with Quits and then had a talk with Alana and said, "You listen, you go better go get your things because we're probably going to need the space tonight." Gotcha. Um, hmm. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo's going to throw a hail mary here. Oh, uh, before you do that, I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing Squeak. Like I can't find Squeak, and I'm really pissed off. No one knows what that means. Oh, Squeak's my mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we can say this at least anyway. So Alana's looking for, uh, she's got a, a pet mouse, uh, Squeak. Um, so she's she's checking for Squeak because she can't sleep without having Squeak nearby. Squeak is a, a necessary thing. Which I hope, I like I don't know this for sure, but I really hope that Squeak was inspired by Boo. Is that right? Yes. Excellent. I, I'm so glad somebody got that. <laughs> that's that's a Baldur's Gate reference, everybody. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Which is then re- referenced in Mass Effect with Tally's, like, drone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Sorry. that's some nerdy-ass <laughs> shit. What were you gonna- we're playing Dungeons and Dragons on the internet, Austin. <laughs> I mean, it's as nerdy as it's gonna get, man. Right. Leon, what was your Hail Mary? Fucking Aaron Rodgers? Give it to us. Yeah, Ronaldo <laughs> says in Gnomish, get me out of here. <laughs> I- she doesn't speak gnomish. There's, there's almost no chance. Yeah, I don't speak gnomish. No. Okay, when when there's no reaction, uh, Ronaldo says, Hi there. Um, I'm bleeding to death. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you say that to all the pretty girls. What are you doing here? I live here. Oh, that must suck. Actually, I like it, so thank you for insulting my way of living. Well, it's just that uh, the people I've met here uh, mostly stab everyone and torture people, so... Am I aware that he just killed Jane? I'm aware of that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that was a thing we all saw. You saw everything. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm not the one who murdered somebody downstairs. It's not murder if it's self-defense. So, I mean, legally. So, I feel like I'm in the right... Uh, By the way, do you know any lawyers? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ronaldo's just bleeding out, and he he can be like he can't hear, he can't think very straight because even though fifteen hit points is not nothing, it's almost a third of his actual maximum hit points. So I feel like he must have lost a bit of blood. Um, Oh yeah, you still got a couple of sharp things sticking out of you too. Would Oil and Graves know who Squeak is? Um, I, I guess that depends on you. Do you, like, you know... Oh, yeah, he's out all the time. 
wander. I'm assuming that you probably wander around with like squeaking your hands or on your shoulder or something like that. Yeah, or if I have like um, or sometimes he'll sit in between my breasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then then they would they would definitely know who Squeak is. Okay. Everybody everybody knows you here. You know. Okay. So. I think Anne and Anne and Alana are going to get along well. <laughs> I'm going to turn to, uh, who's closer to me, Oil or Graves? Um, we'll say that Graves is. Okay. Oil is kind of like the quiet one. Okay. You know, Graves Graves talks to you. Graves is nice to you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to turn to Graves and I'm going to be like, have you seen Squeak? Uh, not recently, but it's been of a bit of a hectic night. Yeah, he generally- I'll find Squeak for you. I'll find Squeak for you. If you get me out of this chair, <laughs> I'll find Squeak. Renato is not feeling well. <laughs> Graves says, "Shut up, you! Don't make me gag you." I, I, I ignore him, and I say to uh, Graves, "I say, well, yeah, a lot of commotion. He he doesn't like commotion if it's you know, he likes quiet." Is there a window in this room? Yep. Yes. Okay. Renato tries to break the chains with his mighty strength. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, basically, I'm, I'm all out of great ideas, and I just have a lot of Hail Mary passes here. So uh, I guess that's a strength roll. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> strength roll against the laws of physics? Right. No, it's not very good. It's a 12. I feel if, if I critted that, plus my modifier, I should have made some headway, but no, it's not good. <laughs> it's a 12. It just looks like he's struggling against nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I feel I think the DC for most metal is like twenty. <laughs> but but you know, you, you do make a you do make a good showing of it. Okay. Um and and while doing it, um you do f- hear the chair creak. Um Oil takes a couple of steps toward you and puts his hand on his mace, as if to like make a show that if you keep at it, uh you're probably gonna get a knock on the noggin. Alright, Ronaldo says, he can't blame me for trying. And then he just chills out for a second. Then he looks out the window. Oh, you're you're not you're not near the you're not near enough to the window. This is like a three person occupancy room. Like it's it's a good like a good sized room, you know, like maybe like uh four hundred square feet or something like that. I have a really <laughs> I have a really bad idea. In the midst of all of this, I'm saying I'm I'm actually calling for Squeak. I'm like, Squeak. Is the chair affixed to the floor? It is not. Okay. So so in theory it's, it's a sturdy it's a sturdy chair. It's heavy. So we're talking like it's a, you know, not mahogany, but like a good aged oak. Okay. I don't know what any of these words mean. Um if, so can can Ronaldo stand up? I'm not saying Ronaldo stands up. I'm just asking Based on what Ronaldo is feeling, can he stand up? Um, or or is I I'm a, like are the chains around his chest or his feet? Like I'm trying to figure out. You are you are like you're pretty you're pretty chained to the chair across your thighs and your chest and your arms are behind the chair, but you know you have mobility largely below the knee. Okay. So I mean, you could probably rock onto your like you know feet if you if you really wanted to but <laughs> right that's the thing there's a bunch of guys in the room uh... <laughs> i'm gonna whisper to graves i'm gonna be like so what's with this guy besides the whole murdering the human downstairs um uh, uh, graves tries to make it as quiet as possible when when talking to you okay um but obviously ronaldo can hear this um he says 
this is one of the guys that the boss lady tapped to uh, take the fall for uh, the Enterprise that we are currently um, assembling in the basement. So I'm assuming the bloodstain they're cleaning up downstairs is one of the other ones? We think so, yeah. Where's the third? We don't know, and he doesn't seem to know either, so... I have two bad ideas. Oh, no. <laughs> Ronaldo says, can you get me a... Can one of you get me a bedpan or something? All the, all the, uh... You know, it's been a long day, and, uh, strapped to a chair, you know what I'm saying? So, I sure would appreciate it, plus you don't want any more stains on the floor. Can I sneer and say, eh, I've had worse. <laughs> don't. Ronaldo gives her a look like, shut up. And then he looks, and he looks at that. He's like, please, come on. I'm g- about to die. I don't want to die with a full bladder. Um, Graves looks at Oil. Oil kind of shrugs, opens up the door and walks out. Okay. I went down. Um, um, s- suddenly, um, uh, you guys hear a sound drift up from uh, outside the window, the the alley outside the window. That sounds like a kind of like a, a a portly man giggling in strange, like short breaths. Uh, you're also pretty sure that you hear something hiss, but in a like a weirdly kind of playful way rather than a vicious way. I love that Ronaldo can tell the weight of this person. <laughs> <laughs> the second floor. No, no, it just like you know, like it sounds. It sounds like a, you know, like what I said, like a slightly chubby person kind of giggling. Okay, Ronaldo says, "Hey, you mind if I uh, look out the window there? I just want to get one more look at the world before I leave it." <laughs> That's gonna be persuasion, brah. I'm gonna look out the window. I guess you're gonna look out the window, Jess. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, looking out the window uh, and following the sound uh, downwards, you see an uncommonly large ferret that's clung to the side of the building, and it stares at you in the eyes with this curious expression on its face. Uh, you notice that it seems to be wearing what looks like a children's saddle. It purrs. <laughs> Wait, did I put a saddle on him? <laughs> I just assumed. I just assumed that because you were riding it, that, that you you put a saddle on it. <laughs> It's canon now. Yeah. <laughs> Were you riding it bareback? We can go bareback. <laughs> That's dangerous. I hadn't thought of it. <laughs> turn. I turn around from the window and I look stark white and I look at Graves and I say, Graves, what the hell is that on the side of the... What the hell? Ronaldo only has half a clue what's going on. Graves walks over to the window, which just so happens to be behind Leon. Mm. Um... And kind of sticks his head out the window and looks down and, and says, What in the world? Ronaldo, make, Ronaldo stands up and makes a mad dash to knock him out the window. Headbutt. He's going to headbutt him out. Well, that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a good idea because really, I mean, he should just wait to see what the marshmallow does. But he doesn't know that. So that's what Ronaldo does. Okay, what kind of checks you happen to make? I, I have would, no idea. I would think a strength to like rock onto your feet and then like an attack roll. It's up to Johnny. I... I'm thinking that rocking onto his feet might actually be dexterity. Yeah, that's fair. Because All right. it's it's probably more about balance than anything else. So uh, make a make a dexterity check. All right, that's just a. I don't get anything for that. 
I, I'm pretty sure I've never seen a giant ass ferret before, so... No, no, both of you at the window are kind of, like, uh, uh, stunned, at least, you know, temporarily, for a brief moment. I rolled 14 for dexterity. Alright, so you do manage to make it up onto your feet pretty much on the first try. Nice. Um, and then, I guess, if you're gonna make a run for it and try and uh, uh, get Graves out the window... I'm gonna smash this fool. That's that's probably strength plus proficiency for an attack roll. <laughs> yeah, you're proficient with your own. Yeah, with my own head. <laughs> okay. Yeah. S- All right. Strength, so... strength and a proficiency. That sounds good to me, Austin. Let me just. I I just need to establish a DC for this check because you know, like he's kind of leaning out the window. Yeah. And I guess he is kind of distracted. So, but he's a he's a he's a pretty heavy guy. There's a box at the top of his proficiency. It's plus three for you right now. So I, I have plus three for strength and plus three for proficiency. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so D20 plus six. Okay, I just wanted to double check, make sure my math is right, because I don't know all these but- buttons. All right. 22! Nice! <laughs> okay. Um, You are... <laughs> you're on fire, man. Uh, so you manage to, like, get onto your feet with, like, very little to no noise or anything like that and kind of, like, circle around in a 180-degree uh, uh, manner and then just fucking beeline it right into uh, Graves' lower back. He... He topples out the window. I scream! Oh, god damn it. <laughs> so Marshmallow has clung to the side of the building, right? Yeah, and uh, Austin, this is where... I control Marshmallow. He's yeah. part of my character. Exactly. He's going to peek up through the window, see Ronaldo tied to a chair, and grab him in his teeth and c- crawl away. He's <laughs> worth going back to the to the church with him. I'm down with that. I'm, I, how, wait, is, is, wait, is, um, is Marshmallow going to get me out of the chair first? Like, or can no, he... he's just he's literally <laughs> picking you up like a mama cat. <laughs> okay. And just carrying you off like a, like a fresh kill in his teeth. Ronaldo says. Ronaldo says. No one can kill Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's all he's got because he's bleeding and he still has stuff stuck in his body. Okay. Um. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna have a check there. Um. That's that's not gonna be a check because um. Ronaldo's not struggling. I know that when Jess tried to pick up um. Uh, I, I can't remember who it was in in one of the earlier Rotswald episodes. Yeah, he tried to she tried to pick up Ulick and her right, teeth. right. Ulick was resisting, so it was a it was a strength check. But but Ronaldo's just going with it. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Jess, you see the ferret kind of like darts its head up, uh, into the window, and um, as as Graves kind of topples down the side, it's it's only a second floor, so Graves kind of hits the ground and moans a little bit. He's still alive, but. He's taken a little bit of hurt. Okay. Um, and the ferret pokes its head in the window, kind of like looks at you for a second, as if like, what? And then bites into the uh, the captive and tries to haul him out the window. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> Jess always got to be a fucking wet blanket. No, I like, okay, really? If they, if he disappears, it's on me because I'm the only one left in the room. That could be my fucking life. Oh, so are we gonna are we gonna do a strength contest to tug of war with Ronaldo between oh my God. Marshmallow and Alana? It looks like it. Here comes my strength roll. Oh God, it's gonna. Oh God, that's so bad for me. Because... Seventeen. Oh God. Uh... Oh! <laughs> Wait, I feel like the tie should go to a dire ferret. 
No, okay, so actually we just tied, we both rolled 17, but there actually are rules for tie, and that goes to the hot highest modifier, which is me, plus ah. two, she has minus two. Yeah. All right. But it's close. I Actually, here's what I want to say. Like, I do win, Marshmallow Hall's Ronaldo out the window, but Alana is, has such a strong grip, she comes with. <laughs> that would be great. Actually, that would be really funny. All right, let's do it. Let's roll with this. So, so Marshmallow is dragging two people, a chair, and some change back to the church. Is that what's going on? There's like a that's a hundred percent what's happening. Okay. On your way out the window, Alana, mm-hmm. um, you notice that because there's a small moment of struggle uh, between like uh, um, the tug of war during the tug of war during the tug of war. There's a small moment of struggle. It doesn't happen instantly, but while you're doing it, you look down at the windowsill and notice that Squeak has kind of crawled up onto the windowsill. I grab him as we go. Stands up on his hind legs and is sort of like, "Oh, hey!" So you let go of Ronaldo from one hand with one hand for a second and grab Squeak. And at that point in time, that's when whoop out the window you go. Okay, <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> um, so um, Marshmallow hightails it kind of down the the side of the building, uh, and and just sort of by chance here, what winds up happening is is he uh, Marshmallow's got Leon in its mouth. And you kind of land um, in the saddle. Okay. Which is a little too small for you. But um, you you kind of like, you know, the, the ferret starts to move with a little bit of smoke. <laughs> oh yeah, God. I imagine he's going to clamber back up onto the rooftops. Yeah. She's not going to, like, risk her, trying to hurt the ferret and not have it go flying off a second story building. Yeah, so you got an option right here to hold on to this ferret as it just decides to go about its business or let go and at this point in time fall maybe a little bit farther than Graves did. No, I'll hold on because I really don't want to damage the moneymaker. Yeah, and I mean, first level two, you don't have a lot of moneymaker to damage, if you don't mind me saying so. That's true. You know, you're right. Wait, is she level one or two? I'm level one, because okay. that's the payment for having Jane die at level five. Yeah, and you rolled a minus one to your constitution. Everyone will see her her character sheet. It's on my Patreon. She did not roll well. She is quite fragile. Yeah, I am extremely fragile, and those were all legitimate rolls. Yeah. Like, Austin was there when I did it. They were witnessed. I just think it's interesting because, like, if you were a badass level five warrior, like, you might have different options. But right now, your stats support your role playing decision of like, just hold on, protect Squeak. Yeah, that's pretty much my my intent. All right. So, um, as you're as you're going up the side of the building on the fair, you do hear um the uh, uh the sound of the door to your bedroom opening up uh, in reaction to your scream. Okay. Um, and, um, a couple of confused voices, uh, sort of, like, yelling about what the fuck's going on, you know, where is he, where's she, where's Graves, somebody get me a goddamn answer around here, uh, and as you haul up, uh, to the roof of the building, uh, the noise gradually subsides as the ferret decides to make its way across rooftops, um, heading, uh, Austin? Uh, back to the quarry, because the way that... Marshmallow got there was to go from church to quarry, quarry to twist. So because it was, it was he, well, uh, a Marshmallow was trying to find, uh, follow the scent, right? Follow the trail. 
yeah, follow the trail to Ronaldo, which he successfully did. Yeah. So now it's he's Marshmallow's tracking back. And at this point in time, you know, um it's it's really just a matter of a marshmallow making its way across the rooftops. And uh we're gonna zoom out now. And we're gonna zoom back down again on uh little punk rock northwest Anne. <laughs> um running her way through the streets, you know, trying to avoid as much attention as possible. When um at some point in time uh, Anne, you're 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 running along the streets, and you you kind of like look up to the sky because I'm assuming that like ranger companions have a um, a connection. It's the the rules are kind of vague about it, but the way we work the backstory is that they're both connected through Avandra, so I don't think that's unfair. Uh, yeah, you know, like I'm I'm within a certain sort of range of each other. I get the impression that you kind of sense the the book is deliberately broad strokes to give you room to play in. Yeah, as far as far as the the book is concerned, like your ranger appear, uh, ranger companion just pops into existence at level three. Like I gave it a little bit more heat, mm-hmm. so I I think that's that's fair. Yeah, so we'll we'll play it that you've got a special connection with this ferret. You understand each other, even though it's like way smarter than you are. We're identically smart. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we understand each other so well. So you're you're running along the streets. And you, um, you know, you get this moment where you sort of like, you feel something, feel something potent and important. And it says to you, you know, like, look up and you turn and look up at the sky and like there kind of like against the moonlight, you see a, like a dire ferret rise up on its hind legs with a a rather slobbery and panicked looking man who's been chained to a chair in its mouth (laughs) And uh, a strange half-elf woman desperately clinging on to the back of the saddle, looking a little threatened and scared and not sure exactly what's going on. Um, The dire ferret windmills its front legs. (laughs) Like a stallion. Like a stallion (laughs) up against the moonlight. Um, and very vaguely, uh, you hear the cry, uh, a familiar, of a familiar voice yelling, you can let me go now. Put me down, please. <laughs> We're okay. It's safe. This campaign is so dumb and I'm totally in love with it. <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo can't do anything. He's just kind of like, he's like, all right, this may as well happen. <laughs> okay. So are there any guards in the vicinity? Uh, no, you're, you're getting closer to the area of town that the twist is in, mm-hmm. um, and as a result, um, patrols kind of taper off a little bit. All right. If there's no guards, then Ronaldo, uh, then Marshmallow is going to come to Anne because that would be much faster, much faster. All right. Marshmallow scampers down the side of a building. Uh, you hear a little couple of like squeaks of fear from the passengers, <laughs> um, and it just zooms up to you, uh, unceremoniously drops Ronaldo kind of like face first on the ground. You know mm-hmm. what I'm what I'm thinking? Like when the chair kind of like the back of the chair and then the legs upended sort of at a forty five degree angle. Yes, exactly. Um Anne's gonna try to smash the chair with her mace. Oh my god. <laughs> Please don't botch. <laughs> it's gonna kill me. Alright. Let's do it. Eleven. Yeah. I think that's a hit that's a hit to wood, isn't it? It's up. I mean, it's up to you how strong the wood is. I think wood's usually from ten to fifteen, depending on the kind. You said it was a pretty hard wood. It might not. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard wood. Um, but you, I mean, you do hit it, but you don't really. Maybe not shatter it. Just break off enough of it for him to wiggle out. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. So um, we'll say that uh, we'll say that you crack the back of the chair, and that that loosens up the chains a little bit. And then Mar- I think Marshmallow sees me trying to attack the chair and tries helping by like pouncing on it, maybe. Okay. So, um, Leon, you're feeling a little compressed against the cobblestone pavement because there's a dire ferret on top of you and Anne is, like, wailing on this chair while you're sort of, like, you know, moistly face down in a puddle. Um, Alana? Yeah, Alana's fucking doing a rodeo. Gotta- <laughs> okay, has the ferret stopped? It's 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 jumping around a little bit because it's sort of like, you know, it's it's not sure if, if they're playing a game or if it's legitimately trying to, like... At, no, Marshmallow sees Anne wailing on the chair and starts wailing on the chair. They're of one mind. All right, uh, then this, yeah, this ferret is jumping up and down, and um, yeah, I think I think ferret rodeo is is a pretty good uh, description of what's going on right now. Jess, have you ever been on a mechanical bull? I have. Okay, so you're in the headspace. Okay. Oh God. Maybe not like cranked up to ten, you know? Right. But but like a good six. Okay. Um, Alana's gonna. Say very, very... She's going to sound as small as possible because she's scared out of her mind. Uh, can, can you please stop? Stopping would be great. Um, I would say that Anne would not be paying attention. She's too busy trying to break the chair. So no, she's not going to stop until the chair is broken enough for Ronaldo to wiggle out. Anne's on chair duty. Can I roll to wiggle? Wiggle. Wiggle, boy, wiggle. Dexterity. Is this dexterity? Then, all right. Twelve. Eh. Mm. <laughs> it's not great, but it's not bad. No, I'm not too impressed with that, you know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the chair is kind of cracked. It's not in great shape, and you're sort of being worked over on top of you. So we'll say that uh, you managed to wiggle a bit, and through your wiggling, um, you managed to um, completely break the back of the chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, so at this point in time, um, you are basically, your thighs are tied to, um, the seat. So you, you crack the back, uh, it's no longer supporting you and you go completely face down lying prone on your stomach. Um, and you just have these four chair legs sticking up in the air, um, where your tuchus would be. Oh shit, I just realized Ronaldo doesn't have any weapons anymore. <laughs> yeah, they took all your shit, right? Or just your morning stars? Uh, just the they took the morning stars and the hand axes. Yeah, so I don't have any other weapons. Um okay, we'll we'll just have to drop by a shop or something. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Okay, so how is there any more rolls? Like we're just gonna try to get him out of this chair. I don't want to believe it. No, no we point. won't make we won't make any more rolls, you know. It, at this point in time the rolls are just uh, elongating exactly how comedic the scene is. Okay. <laughs> Um, and it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty sufficiently funny at this point in time, so... Can we, can we, can we say that we get him out, but he suffers some damage, maybe, for how badly we <laughs> fucked him up? No! We don't yeah, let's, let's do that, let's do that. Um, Why? Why would you say that out loud? Alright, you take, you take one damage. You get, okay. you get scratched up a little bit, and, um, your back hurts. I'm at 14. Um, alright. Now that the chair is smashed, do the chains fall off, or are they still bound because he was tied to the chair? They don't fall off right away, but it's easy to get out of it, because right. now that the chair is disassembled, um, it's it's pretty easy to unravel the chains. And... Alright, as soon as Ronaldo is free, Anne turns to the mysterious half-elf and says, Hi, I'm Anne! I'm sure you are. Does, oh, does does Ronaldo know Alana's name? Like, did he he, did he hear it 
No. Okay. Are you? I feel like your tone, Jess, was exactly Jane. <laughs> like you're just Jane Ren- Tifoino. Ren- Ronaldo gets up and starts like kicking the chair. He's like, "Yeah, take that, you fucking chair." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then he says, "Ah," uh, and he's, he's like out of breath, and he can. And Ronaldo pulls his those, that shit out of his legs, and um, says, "And I have bad news, and I have tragic news." But first, let's go somewhere safe. Uh, are we good with that church? What do you think? <laughs> um, sh- uh, let me think. I can't think of any place better. And I don't know that Anne would. So let's just say Anne says, okay. And uh, I guess I can ride Marshmallow. How are you going to get there? I'm going to follow you and I'm bleeding. Um, Ronaldo looks at the half-elf and says... Sorry about your damn luck. Um, <laughs> are you going to go back to uh, that place and rat us out? What's in it for me? Um, well, if you go back there, they're going to think that you made it, helped us escape. Or they're going to blame you. And they're going to kill you because they like killing people and torturing people. As I, uh... I'm sorry. Who's the murderer out of everyone there? I, I didn't... And Ronaldo, like, gives her a look and then looks to Anne like, and then, uh, Ronaldo I'm going to be like, like, because I'm pretty sure you're responsible for her death. Anne says, what are you guys talking about? And she's like, exactly nothing, Anne. We'll talk about it back at the church. Anne is like nonchalantly putting her hands on you and casts cure wounds. Thank you. Because she sees you're bleeding. You recover 10 health. Sweet. Okay. Uh, Ronaldo says, um, look. Uh, half elf. I shouldn't care, but if you go back there, they're gonna like waste you. Um, so it'll be safer for all of us if you just stayed with us. That way, if you you won't get killed and you can't mess with us, so it's like mutually assured destruction if we separate. So just come back here with us. How is it safer with you, you bloody murderer? If you go back there, they'll kill you. And I mean, you'll, but first you'll give away where we're going and that'll be bad for us and it'll be bad for you because you'll die. So basically you, the only way any of us live through this is if you come with us. How secure is my relationship with Quips and Blister and Graves, Johnny? Like they are bad people. (laughs) Is your name Johnny? (laughs) Everybody there is nice to you, um, but you've never really... There's a there's a certain uh, cynicism that you have um, retained, uh, let's say, over the years of your upbringing, and you recognize that the relationship that you have with them is really nothing more than a civil one of not like owner possession, but uh, you're well aware of the fact that they wouldn't really hesitate to do anything unsavory. Um, if they thought that anybody had screwed them. Gotcha. Okay. Ronaldo kind of just kind of looks at her like, come on. Uh, but he doesn't say that. He's, he's, he's so out of breath, he can barely think straight. You do think that you might be able to make a case for yourself? I mean, they did hear me scream. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not like I didn't scream. I literally screamed as soon as he left the window, so. Yes, yeah. They know that either I was taken as ransom or, like, something 
happened because I would obviously not throw graves out of fucking window. While you guys are talking and arguing over your shit, <laughs> Anne notices that you're holding a mouse. It's in my tits, <laughs> just so you know. Okay, oh she, notice, she notices that there is a mouse on you. Okay. And she says, oh, look, it's so cute. It's so cute. Can I pet it? Um, sure. This is Squeak, and I, I take him out of my boobs, and I <laughs> hold him down for Anne to pet. Aw, Anne takes Squeak, and he she pets him, and she put, cuddles him up on her face, and it's really good. See, we're like good people. You can trust us. Hey, do you want me to ask Squeak what he wants you to do? Um, sure. Anne casts Speak to Animals. <laughs> I forgot you had that spell! Jeez! Is that, is that legitimately a thing, or are you making Yeah, a that's a legitimate spell. That's absolutely a spell. Johnny, uh, you're going to play the mouse. We can communicate. <laughs> Obviously, the magic is translating animal noises into words, and a mouse will have low intelligence, but we should be mm-hmm. able to converse in what is to us English. Right, right. And oh. so, and like, uh, her teddy bear glows with some light, and then she t- she looks at Squeak in her outstretched palms and says, Hi, little buddy. How are you? Squeak says, Cold. Aw, you want me to warm you up? I can cast fire. I can make fire. Oh, God. Squeak considers this for a second uh, and says, fire's kind of scary. Oh, okay. Well, I know a warm place. You want to go to the warm place? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, me and Marshmallow, and she waves over to the ferret and says, we were sleeping at this church. It's nice and warm, and we're trying to talk. I don't know if you can understand us, but we're trying to decide if we should go there or not. Do you, if you want to go, just let me know, and I'll tell them that's what you want to do. Do they have food? Yeah, we have all kinds of food. Oh my gosh, there was this fancy cheese, and there was this really good bread, and there was all kinds of stuff. Cheese? Yeah, fancy cheese. Okay. Okay, I'll tell them. And from your guys' perspective, Anne has just been looking at a rat in her hand and going, squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> I'm reminded of the Emperor's New Groove to the extreme. <laughs> uh, Anne turns to the two arguing and says, Squeak says he wants to get fancy cheese at the church. Well, like, far be it from me to argue with Squeak. All right. I, I want to do something. I pulled those uh, two, I guess, knives or whatever, out of my legs. Um, I'm keeping them as weapons, because that's all I have right now. I don't know what they count as, though, but maybe we can discuss what they, like, their damage. Daggers will have D4 damage dice. I'll get you set up. But actually, okay. do, you, do you make a show of, like, pulling them out and holstering them? Oh, yeah. I, I, I take them out, and then I put them, uh, like, uh, in where, wherever I can put them. Where your morning stars goes. And says, what happened to your swingy guys? Oh, um... People stole them, uh, pimps. Pimps stole them and my, my hand axes and a lot of my blood. Um, there's a lot to talk about, but we, we should really get out of the street and talk about it back at the church. Oh, okay. And Anne unties her teddy bear from her mace and hands you her mace, which has a much better damage dice. Oh, okay. You want that. Take my mace. Okay, I, I do then. <laughs> it's just, no, it's better for everybody involved. Okay. And Anne ties the teddy bear to her left hand, like, so she has it on her wrist. And she says, let's go to the church. There's fancy cheese for everybody. All right. I mean, everybody's like, we're all going to the church? Yeah. Ronaldo won't even argue, so he'll just go. I mean, he's down with it. 
uh, I think Marshmallow will take us up onto the rooftop one at a time, and then we can make our way slowly across them safely. Okay, so um, you all get up onto the rooftop and, and start making your way as quietly as possible um, over the, uh, the the roofs of the tightly packed city of Stoneroot. Um, and as you get closer and closer and closer to the church, you are absolutely certain that you begin to sell, smell smoke. Oh, man. Oh, no. Next time on Dice Funk. The weather suddenly shifts dramatically, and you take one long, lingering look outside the window from the cellar that you've managed to barricade yourselves into. Yes, there's no doubt about it now. It's raining men. Anne gazes into the blazing inferno and turns to Squeak and says in a squeaky voice, uh, I think this may be a little bit warmer than you want. Alana looks at all of the cheese in front of her and says, Thank you, and begins to devour it. And how attached were you to the front half of Jane's head? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. As always, our theme song is A Fistful of Nickels, the overclocked remix arrangement of a Shadows theme from Final Fantasy VI. Executive producers for Dice Funk for the month of February 2016 are Joseph Tombrello, Ingmar Gremmen, The Cult of Gorfanax, Michael Goodell, Wayne Witzke, Brent, Jason, Eric Kimball, Harrison Andrew, Luke Powers, Phoenix Mod, Jade, Kevin Sidlow, Tarka, Jacques Lindsay, Jorit, Vigor Arnston, Giorgio Renna, Christopher Charlotte, Cody Jackson, August Rue, and Taylor Hoyt. If you want to support the show, there are a number of ways to get the word out, whether you comment on Channel Awesome, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Podbean, or rate us on iTunes. If you want to help more directly, you can find Leon at patreon.com slash renegadecut, you can find Jess at patreon.com slash ravenallegria13, and you can find me at patreon.com slash austinyorski. If you'd like to support Johnny, make an offering of your firstborn son to the full moon. After a fortnight passes, the ritual will commence.